Hey, Fuse family. My name is Lee McDermott, and I'm one of the pastors at the Greenville campus. Where are my Greenville people at? Greenville is the city of revival. I like to call it Reviveville. Hashtag GVL, RVL. Can I get a witness to that? Okay. Seriously, though, we are one church in many locations all around the state of South Carolina and through the miracle of technology all around the world. So I'd like to give a shout out to all my people across the globe tuning in right now. I am so pumped to take this moment to share with you guys. I've been working at New Spring Church for almost 20 years, and I've never been more excited about what God is doing in your generation. You guys are going to change the world. Are you ready? Okay. Look around the room and tell your people, I'm ready. Text somebody right now and tell them, I'm ready. They might be like, ready for what? Or new phone, who dis? You just tell them, hey, hit up newspring.cc right now and jump on this Fuse thing because we are going in. Let's get this bread. Okay, so we are in our series called Spiritual Practices and we're learning about tangible ways we can receive God's grace and grow up in it through spiritual disciplines. Now, when I was a student, if I'd heard the word discipline, I would immediately make the stink face emoji face, discipline, barf. Get that broccoli eating nonsense out of my face. Where's my popsicle at? But as I grew older, I learned that spiritual disciplines empower supernatural freedom. This leads to delight. Discipline leads to delight. In other words, give me that broccoli, spiritually speaking, of course. So what we're learning about spiritual practices is the same thing as any other practice, like baseball or ballet or bass guitar. Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Leaning into these spiritual disciplines now while you're a student means that you'll have them churning out divine delight in your life when you are bald and ancient like me. Can I get an amen from the Fuse Group leaders right now? So spiritual practices are simply training in the ways of Jesus in order to get close to Jesus to become like Jesus. In this week's installment of Super Awesome Delight Fiesta, otherwise known as spiritual practices, we are focusing on reading the Bible and journaling. So why start with God's word? Because every spiritual practice is guided by what we find in the Bible. And if we don't start there, we're gonna learn it all wrong. So why is reading the Bible important? Why is journaling important? Well, Jesus said in Luke eleven twenty eight, blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Another translation says, blessed are all who hear the word of God and keep it. I like that song. Hear it and keep it. Hear it and keep it. Hear it and keep it. Say it with me. Hear it and keep it. Come on, y'all. Reading the Bible and journaling are powerful ways, powerful spiritual practices that you can use to hear God's word and put it into practice. And Jesus said that if you do this, you are blessed. Who's trying to get hashtag blessed right now? So let's start with the Bible. Let me tell you a little bit about the Bible. The Bible is amazing. It is simply not in like any other book on earth. It is more than just a book. It's like an entire library of books written across centuries by different human authors using different literary styles. You have law, you have history, you have poetry, you have prophecy. The Bible lays out true story after true story, all weaving together to tell the same true story. It is better than the Marvel Universe. It's all one massive, beautiful book about God and his glorious true story of redemption and love. It's not fiction, it's not myth, it is reality. 
All of it is breathed out by God. It is living and active, sharper than any sword. The Bible is not like your boring old textbook. It's not some Wikipedia page that needs annotation, verification, or disambiguation. It's truth. It's supernatural. It's alive. And when you read it, it is reading you. Reading it gives you faith. Reading it revives your soul. Reading it makes you smart. Reading it makes you happy. Reading it enlightens your eyes. It's better than money. It's better than honey. And when you keep this thing, reward is right around the corner. I didn't make that up. That's simply what the Bible says about itself in Psalm 19. The Bible is the greatest book ever written. So when I was younger, I used to play music all the time and I thought it was kind of a big deal. I would sing, talk about God from the stage. And so one day this wise older guy came up to me and said, hey man, have you read the whole Bible? I was like, well, uh, kind of maybe, uh, no. And he said to me, you know, you may just want to say stand and sing and then you may be seated until you've read it all. Ouch. He saw that I was talking a lot about God without knowing much about God. Very dangerous. But he encouraged me to read it cover to cover and he coached me on how to do it. So I did that and I read it super fast, cover to cover. I kept a copy in my back pocket. I read it in the morning, at stoplights, in between meetings, at lunch, before bedtime. And y'all, it changed my game. Before I read it all, I would doubt whether God was real, whether or not he loved me. I would flake on people and play the Christian game rather than actually living out a real faith. Reading the Bible front to back changed all that for me. When I was finished, I found I knew God so much better. I knew myself so much better. And my doubts had been ground into dust. I want that experience for you. And since then, I've read it a bunch of times, a bunch of different translations. Every single time I'm blown away. I see God's mystery and his awesomeness in the pages. And I'm like, wow. I feel his love and compassion, his patience, his mercy. And literally feel that stuff. I feel that in my body when I read his words. All the forgiveness and the love and the grace. I see in those pages who God intends for me to be. And I know that his dreams and his plans for me are far greater than I could have ever imagined. I turn to the Bible when I'm freaking out and I find peace and joy. I look in the pages and it's like a drug, y'all. It is a mood-altering substance. I want it for you. Now, I know it might seem daunting. The Bible is a long book. A lot of it's hard to understand. You might even think, well, I'm not good at reading, so I can't read the Bible. I reject that thought. If you are a Christian, then you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And guess what? He is a genius. There's nothing that can stop you when he is with you and in you. Only the devil would tell you that you suck at reading and that you can't read the Bible. You've got this. Trust me, the more you read it, the more God helps you understand it. If you ask him, he will open your eyes so you can see all the wonderful things in there. He'll shape your heart to fear him and wonder at him. And as you read it, he will satisfy your deepest desires. Amazing, right? Okay, now what about journal? Remember how Jesus said in Luke eleven twenty eight, blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Hear it and keep it. Hear it and keep it. Do it with me. Hear it and keep it. Here comes the keep it part. Journaling is a way that you can keep God's word and put it into practice. Whenever you read the Bible, a few things are going to happen to you. You're going to read something you don't understand, maybe some words you can't pronounce, but also you're going to read something that is going to jump off the page, grab you by the face, and blow your mind. Remember, the Bible is alive. Having a journal and writing down what you experience in the Bible is one of the best ways 
to keep the word. For me, journaling is essential. I keep a journal on my computer every morning with a cup of coffee. I put the date at the start, uh, at the top and I start with morning, Papa, I love you. And then I read the Bible and I write down what jumps out at me and I pray and ask God to explain it to me. I type out my prayers, my questions, everything I'm thankful for. I type out what I wanna do in the day and invite God to speak to me about all of it. I write down my dreams and my fears, my disappointments. I confess my failures all right there in the journal so God can whisper his love and his grace to me. And I would write down what, what, God, what I felt like God was saying to me in response. So I started this practice when I was really young, probably about your age. And as I kept reading the Bible and journaling, what I discovered was that I was learning how to hear God's voice, not just in the mornings, but all the time, all throughout the day. Reading the Bible helped me learn what God would say and how he would say it, like his tone and content. And journaling anchored it into my heart and helped me to test it and make sure I was hearing it super clearly. So let me illustrate that like this. Back in the 1900s, we didn't have phones that automatically told you who was calling. We had these clumsy big phones on the wall with a giant curly cord. If you were fancy, you had a cordless phone that you could walk around the house with. We didn't have one of those when I was growing up. Now, when you talked on the phone back then, you would always answer hello because you never knew who was calling. When your best friends called, you would always just say hello and they would be like, what up? And you would be like, what up? Because you would know exactly who you were talking to without them having to introduce themselves because you knew them really well. This was like a major moment for dating relationships too. If you were falling in like with someone, you would be like, hello. And all she would have to say is, hey. And you would be like, hey, you know what I mean? Sometimes you try to prank people by pretending to be somebody else, but you would always know it wasn't the real person because of the tone and content would be off. The better you knew someone's voice, it helped you always know who you were talking to later on the phone. So reading the Bible and journaling gives you that confidence in hearing God's voice. It makes you phone call familiar with God, able to know his voice by what he would say and how he would say it. Journaling helps you to do what Jesus said, hear God's word and put it into practice. Hear it and keep it, hear it and keep it. Got it? Look, I know you guys have fears, you have questions, you're wondering about everything right now. The entire world is gonna to try to tell you what to think and how to think, but you're skeptical, maybe even a little suspicious. You want the real truth. This is a characteristic about Gen Z, your generation. The wonderful thing about your generation, Gen Z, is that you guys have a massive desire for the truth. It's the thing that sets you apart from every other generation before you. And let me tell you something else. Every study I've seen shows that your generation, Gen Z, will likely be the most motivated, educated, wealthy, and culturally conscious generation in history. Gen Z, you ready for the Bible. It is bottomless, everyday, mysterious, useful truth. Its ultimate author is truth himself. He cannot lie. And if you're looking for the truth, look no further. It's unhackable, deeply encoded, no password protection needed because your eyes on the page are safe from every outside influence. As I said before, the entire world is gonna to try to tell you how to think, what to think, but you are not gonna let anyone do your thinking for you. You're gonna grab a Bible, you're gonna grab a journal, and you're gonna think God's thoughts after him. You are ready for this. You will change the world. And reading the Bible and journaling is step one into that destiny. Jesus prayed this for you and for me in John 17, 17. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. He is going to bless you by giving you grace to hear his words and to put them into practice. One last time, y'all, hear it. 
and keep it. Hear it and keep it. Do it where you are. Hear it and keep it. Come on. Let's all do this, y'all. Grab your phone, text PRACTICE to 30303, and stay tuned to our few social media this week. Don't do the Bible and journaling alone, y'all. Grab some friends, dig in together, read up, talk about it, share what you write in your journal, hear it and keep it. Uh, Hear it and keep it. You got this. Let me pray for you. Father, I'm so thankful for Generation Z, the global world-changing destiny, timeline-changing generation. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would give them a heart that is inclined towards you. Open up their eyes so they can see wonderful things in your word. Unite their hearts to fear your name and satisfy them with your steadfast love. In Jesus' name, amen.